Yeah, I remember that video Seriously. coming out and just being like, oh my God. Literally life-changing. Oh, yeah, 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 Like, I was like, okay, like, it's cool to wear those skirts and just be a slut. Because Brittany did it. And she <laughs> said to hit me, baby, one more time. Which I still am like, these lyrics are yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't toxic. Know what, I don't know what this feeling is, but holy <laughs> shit. I like it. This is amazing. So, That's when I was like, mom, I think I like white women. Yeah, for sure. And it destroyed blame, her. I blame blame Brittany. <laughs> Seriously. She is like the reason that basic even exists. Oh, I mean, you can't blame Brittany. You can thank Brittany. Absolutely. No, like people are like white people don't have culture. Yes, we do. Brittany Spears. Brittany Spears. So today, my guest is Frank Castillo. He's amazing comedian, roast battler, legend, pothead. Sorry, I called you a pothead. That's fine. Stoner. Yes. Um, fiance, future mm-hmm. husband to be. And uh, thank you for coming on Chronic Relief. I'm very such happy a to be here. Fan of yours, as big a, fan of as you. a person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also as a comedian. And so we were just like going on a rant. We were already like starting the podcast because. Um, <clears throat> There was a podcast that was released yesterday about Britney Spears allegedly being held against her will in a mental facility that is um, that was like broke broken news by these two comedians, Barbara Gray. And then I forget her co-host. Forgive me, but I like adore them mm-hmm. both. And um, Barbara Gray is the homie, too. But yeah, way. she's dope. I actually asked her to come on after you, but she's obviously like way too important. So um, <laughs> But anyways, she's out there trying to save Britney Spears. So like I get that is it. A you know huge, what I mean? Important thing. And so we Frank and I were just talking about how like I mean Britney's our childhood. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Like Okay, first off, like Michael Jackson was my childhood. That's, you know, mm-hmm. destroyed. I'll still listen to Michael, whatever. But like society's trying to destroy my childhood. But I'm like, no, you can't take Britney too. Mm-hmm. But what a career she's had. Yeah. And also, like, she's, like, had such, since this podcast is about comedy and weed and mental health, like, she's had such a crazy mental health history that we've, like, kind of witnessed happen right before our eyes. Yeah, but it's also, like, I feel like to a regular person watching, like, is it, it looks crazy. It looks like she's crazy. Well, that's what they were saying. Like, you haven't listened to this podcast yet. No, no, no. Okay. For us, it's like, I mean, you've been in this industry. Oh, totally. You're a normal person. Yeah. Imagine, you know, you get, you look I get at, called all, crazy all the time. Yeah. But you look at the, the path that she's had to go through and has she, it's kind of like a, you know, when you get surrounded by people and I fame and money, only you can't trust people. she was, she also grew up in like the millennial age of like having to yeah. like go through like internet mm-hmm. scrutiny and just play like she couldn't just have a performance and like people like, you know, criticize that. No, like it's there forever. Also her know? parents weren't the greatest, were they? Well, that's the thing is like her dad is her conservator. So he's like the one who's obviously in charge of all of like her life decisions. And then she has someone who runs her estate. And so basically I just like, I, I woke up at four in the morning, had to smoke a four twenty AM blunt because I couldn't stop thinking about this podcast. I was having nightmares. I literally had anxiety going to bed, knowing that Britney Spears is like possibly locked up in a mental facility against her will. And like, here I am just like living, like, I just was like, wow, I, I appreciate my personal freedom. Like Mm -hmm. even just like that level of like fame, you know, and like, that's another thing that I'm sure you're starting to go through and witness because you're out there on TV and you know, you're uh, becoming like a really well-known comedian. Not that like you already weren't, but like Mm -hmm. you're blowing up and like, you're only going to get bigger. Mm -hmm. So like, these are things that like you, you know, do you, these are things, 
you think about like how like your personal freedom at one point like people have probably approached you in public and your fiance Mm -hmm. and like even like you know you even joke about it on Facebook about how people email your dad like what's that like it's it's definitely weird because it's like it catches you i mean you don't think about stuff like that like i don't know like i'm also not that kind of person thank god you know where i'm very like oh you know but you know like people see you as even like me like i don't even realize in the weed industry like people see me and approach us like we're something but to us we're just like we're fucking yeah we're just doing stuff i had a kid i could tell he i call him a kid he's probably older than me (laughs) but he he just moved i can tell he just moved to los angeles and he's new around the scene and he's like going around doing stand-up i can tell he's new because he approached me and asked me a question and he called me mr castillo i love it It, i was like oh my father my god that's my grandfather that's my greek i was like you can call me frank he was like all right cool mr frank castillo i'm like that's not it was so fucking adorable mr frank that is adorable um it's what was the question uh uh he uh he was like am i allowed to sit in the back uh to watch the show i was like yes you can i was like just ask yeah when people are respectful it's very nice that's adorable i also wasn't even working so he just came up to me like an authority figure it was just like mr castillo is it okay i was like yeah like when you even when you're you're like an off-duty officer that's kind of like what you guys are it's interesting uh for new comics especially because it's like um doing roast battle and then winning it was like Oh, it, I it mentioned may- Roast Battle Champion. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have to give you your proper titles, oh, so roll back the tapes eventually. Uh, but yeah, um, go on. It was just interesting to see how people perceived me, especially young comics, because it was very much a like, oh, this is a guy that worked the door and now he's doing like things. Would you say that was like the moment where, I mean, because I feel like even as a door guy, um, that's just like a level changer for how people view you in the community, in like the comedy community. Like there's like people are like, oh, he's a door guy at the store. Like there's a level of understood of like respect, you know, like, Respe- yeah, you know, what I, at least at, but like when you're a new door guy, I know there's a hierarchy and like you mm-hmm. have to like earn respect within that yeah, community yeah, yeah, yeah. itself. But like to the outsiders who don't work at the store, it's like, okay, you know, that's a, that's a title, yeah. if you will. But it's also a tough title in a sense. It's like when you become a door guy. Uh, the, like I feel like the community looks at you a certain way because it's like you now have this thing and some people run with it or they like get nervous with it because it's like you're following in a lot of footsteps. Right. Also, you're getting I mean, I'm not saying it's put on another platform on a higher platform because it's in, in the end we're all it's all different paths. But it's yeah. like when you're doing that, people look at you a little bit more. So it's like you got to bring it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as they should. A hundred percent. Because there is that level of expectation, I think, for whoever, you know, kind of chooses you to have that opportunity. Because mm-hmm. it's not a job. It's more so an opportunity. No one, like, does the door guy job for the money. It's no, clearly it's because you want to be there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's for the free And it's t-shirts. for your career. For exactly. And, you know, opportunity. So yeah. that's really cool. So wait, when, how long have you been working at? the i still do uh, <laughs> no i know how long have you been? i've been working here for about five years five now. years yeah. but you were a comic longer than that i was a comic i started when i was 21 in temecula and you're uh, born and raised out in california born and raised in uh, the bay area bay area okay mm-hmm. that's cool up north so um what so you started up north what made them what made you move down south here uh, my mom got remarried uh, to my stepdad, um, and then I finished high school out there, <coughs> and I kind of always did like improv and stuff, just fucking around, um, and then 
they would let me open up this improv show we'd do in Temecula, and okay. then that's kind of how I started doing it. And it's then, beautiful up there, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's Wine beautiful. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of white country. Uh, <laughs> Border Patrol Station, pretty oh, dope. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, was what, a, so was so did you grow up around a lot of white people? Uh, in the Bay Area, it was very culturally diverse. So it's like white people, Mormons, Filipinos, Asian. But it was you know it was like a fucking port city. You know what I mean? Like a lot of immigrants and stuff. California is pretty culturally. A hundred percent. California also has those pockets where it's just straight, like right. fucking like Sonoma, middle. Wine country. Yeah, yeah, we're straight middle of the country, like fucking. Oh, true. A hundred. So that's what it was. Like I was in a predominantly white Republican, very oh, conservative, shit. wealthy, very wealthy neighborhood. So like I remember, I went to a school that had just been built. We were the first graduating senior class. Oh, wow. But the junior was the first class that had been there the whole four years. Okay. So, like, I remember I got there and, like, there was this girl and she was, like, there and, like, I was, like, one of, I was the only Mexican in that class. Okay. And this girl was, like, just complaining about Mexicans. She was, like, (gasps) she was, like, these fucking Mexicans. And she, like, turns around and she goes, no, 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 not you. You're different. You're inside. (laughs) Oh, no. And I was just, like, that. Does not make anything oh better. Um, what an asshole. I ended up making out with that girl. Oh that was pretty God. dope. Uh, Your inside? Crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, you feisty. Yeah, nah, that's um, kind of funny, but fucked up. Yeah, know? it was, uh, yeah, there was definitely. At least it was funny. It was interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting place to start comedy. Okay. Because it made me, it was like, it, like it was like oh okay i'm well you had a vo- you had a point of view oh a hundred percent you know that was, was different it's not just a white dude getting up in temecula talking about white people stuff yeah. no you are the mexican in a community of white people and yeah, here's yeah. your perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'd, always, cool. I'd always be like it was like i, I was like oh you guys are looking you guys are looking like looking at me like they just gave the microphone to the bus boy <laughs> like i and that was like i would talk about shit like that yeah and it was very very interesting that's that's a cool place to start to mm-hmm. develop, and then you moved down south to L.A. Oh, up north, yeah, I moved up north to L.A. I moved down south from the Bay Area to Temecula. Temecula is like above San Diego, okay, below. But Riverside. then, you, when did you move to L.A.? You said five years ago. Yeah, when I was um, twenty-two. Okay. My fi- uh, I, was, I started dating my fiance. She stayed in Temecula and was going to college. And then transferred That's to, where you guys met was up north? Yes, we met at a Russell Peters concert. Oh my god. Okay, so you guys met. Okay, so t- tell me the story briefly. She was the host, like the usher where the, where she seat, yeah. where they seat you. And my seat was next to her. And then I bugged her for like the whole show. Amazing. And then she left. Uh, she got cut early and I didn't get her number or anything. And then I ran into her three months later at a what? play. Yes. And then I got her number there. And then we went out a few times. And she was really, really shy. So I was like, oh, this she doesn't like me. Yeah. And then like, uh, I think it was like the second date, she made like a fisting joke. And I was like, oh, you like fisting. And then like, it was just like, we just made yeah. each other laugh. And then like, it was really cool. And then yeah. like, we just kind of hit it off. And then I remember I had just got an out of a relationship and she didn't like, the girl that I was dating didn't like that I was doing stand up at the time. Not, I mean, it's not that she didn't like it. She, she wasn't supportive. She was going through her own things. Okay. The way I said that was very, very kind of very no. mean. Though uh, she was going through her own <laughs> things, and it was just you know it, it, we just wasn't wasn't right. We just okay. both weren't. And uh, I remember telling Hannah, I was like, I'm gonna move to Los Angeles yeah. to do stand up. This is what I want to do. If you want to keep dating, I will do long distance. Okay. But if not, this is where we have to break up. And she was just like, All right, I'm down. And I'm like, All right, sweet. So for 
about two years, no, about a year and a half, she would drive up every weekend, and we would like hang. And I was like sleeping on a couch, and like uh, I eventually had a, I had a place with a friend of mine, but he moved, and then like I was sleeping on a couch and shit. And it was like she went through. I literally lived in her she dorm. Was down. She was down. I lived in her dorm for like six months uh, while she was on college campus because wow. her roommate was deaf and didn't really give a shit. No. Way. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> would you guys have sex because no, she I, 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 I would always just be like, yo, come on. Yeah. She's like, no. I'm like, come on. That's hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> That's cool. I would love a deaf roommate. You can just talk shit. Yeah, you can she literally was also talk for hours. The dopest deaf roommate uh, ever because she had very interesting hours. She did not like to... She did not like to... Be up during the day. This sounds so fucked up. She's nocturnal. She doesn't like to be up during the day. She would do most of her stuff at night. So when we'd get there, she'd be gone and mostly focusing on like schoolwork and just being chilling in the living area um, because the Wi-Fi was only good out there. And then um, she didn't smoke weed, so we started. We got stoned with her and stuff. And then she started learning how to bake. Okay, and so it was like. One day we got her really baked and then like she like passed out and then we left and we came back and in the living room, uh, the whole kitchen area was just destroyed with chocolate and fudge and like just so many like she baked like cookies, brownies, fucking like she went off. She went insane. She got like the munchies and just baked everything. That's amazing. And like she woke up and was like, oh, fuck, it was hilarious. You got your your fiance's deaf roommate high yeah, and she yeah. just became a baking machine yeah. see i don't see the problem it wasn't no no she loves it sounds it like great. the best roommate yeah, ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's like that's so cool that's honestly i love i hate dating apps i've never been on one mm-hmm. um i miss that boat too uh, i well for me i'm just like i like the um natural order of li- i like the like people come into your life naturally mm-hmm. i mean i I have met people on Instagram for like business and stuff and I wouldn't like, you know what I mean? But like I would never go on a dating app to seek love for me because I've never had a problem meeting dudes. I've just Mm. met the wrong dudes. (laughs) I met a girl on Plenty of Fish and. But I don't judge people who do because it makes sense, you know? I I think meeting a person uh, one-on-one is much better. But I love that you guys like had that moment where you met and then. You didn't get her number, but then mm-hmm. like she was there three months later. You know what's crazy is I remember like you remember how I met your mother was like big. It was yeah. how I met your mother was big at the time, and I remember looking at my friend and making a how I met your mother joke. I remember oh. looking at him and was like, "I'm gonna marry that chick." Oh god! And he was just like, "What the fuck I ever?" Did. He was like, "She's like 10. And I was like, "Why?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she was, I think she was 18 at the time. I met her when she was 18, and then like we didn't start going out and dating until she was 19. So she j- like kind of just turned 19. I was like 20 fucking one i think or like 22 i was 21 when we met so i was like i don't want to be that creepy guy that's like fucking drink like like my girlfriend can't come to the bar you know what i mean like everyone hates that guy so you're a little bit older than her i'm three years old okay okay. because she she was out of high school she was going to college she's also extremely smart yeah that was also the big thing she's like she's got her master's degree she's like fucking extreme she's like five associates she's very very smart yeah so it was just kind of like um She's it's it's funny because like my mom I don't think my mom's intimidated by her but it's very it's the very first time that I've ever seen like my mom like because my mom's very fucking chingon you know what I mean like extremely fucking Mexican she's yeah. not she 
Like that was interesting to talk about like mental health because she thinks, especially Mexican culture, old style, like they see mental healthness or mental health as like a weakness or like being right. like, yeah, or talking like, about it. Talking about it. It's, it's not very... something you do. I feel like that's like, especially like also in like Italian culture mm-hmm. and also just like for guys too. It's, oh, absolutely. You're not really expected. It's that macho culture. Right. To like talk about your feelings. But I feel like in comedy, that's all your all you do is like, how do you feel about this? What mm-hmm. is your point of, at, at least like if you're a good comic, you yeah. examine how you feel about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess like this whole podcast is really just, you know, creating a conversation around, like we talked about mental health, like, and as we know in the comedy community and a ton of your friends, you know, and our friends and including myself, I, you know, live with depression. I don't like to say I suffer because I'm not a victim. Um, but like, depression, you know, uh, suffers the white me. women's, the white women's uh, disease. No, it, I mean, but it's it, for, it's a real thing to me. I just choose uh, personally. I don't medicate with pharmaceuticals anymore. I use I was cannabis. A, yeah. I was not a big, um, uh, pills kind of guy. Yeah. Cause smoking weed for me is like, uh, yeah, why I, do you do it? If I get panicky or anxious, anxious, because it, it does come when you smoke weed sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, oh, I'm stoned. And also, like, for me, it's easier to, like, I think, like, existing is hard. Right. Existing is hard. Yeah. The human condition's so difficult. <laughs> it really is. It's 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 a, uh, life is a great, beautiful If we're going to be honest, because I feel like people just go through life, like, kind of numb to that yeah, man. notion. But. Because it's their cope. It's their way of coping. Yeah, yeah. But like that's what we do as comedians. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you have to cope. You have to use those skills, and it's so tough. It's scary. That's the thing. Was like talking with my fiance and really like learning her methods, and you know, want listening to everything she learns. It's like yo, existing's hard, but coping is so so important. Because that's what you're t- you're you were saying. Your fiance, she um, I don't mean to blow up her spot, but no, like fine. you were saying that she works with um kids or is it kids yeah, yeah well, she, uh, no no, no uh, it's a wide range people adults kids who people have eating, eating disorders, disorders. Yeah, yeah so you know you live with someone who works with people who struggle with um i, I guess that it's considered a mental is eat, an eating disorder considered a mental it's illness very interesting because it's like um or is it an addiction it's, it's um it's a form of mental illness but it's also like that's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. It's a symptom of mental it's illness. A sim- it's more of like a symptom where right. it's like it's always a some like listening to the way she uh, talks. It's always like it's a it's a um, it's always like the tip of the iceberg. Right. Like, this is happening because of so many other things like the uh, trauma that happened when they were younger right. and stuff. Um, yeah. Or it's I- like a coping mechanism that went wrong. Right. Yeah. No, I've only experienced. I don't know much about eating disorders. I have experienced a brief year in my life where I did go through an eating disorder as it was a symptom of, Mm -hmm. you know, a much larger issue, a toxic relationship, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, um, it is, I, if I would say like, um, my depression just manifests itself in different ways. And I guess my question, like, is that, have you ever lived with depression or experienced it? Absolutely. I feel like I deal with stuff like that daily. And a lot of that is, um, um, did you grow up with like, did you ever 
I think as I've, a kid? Yeah, I think I've had anxiety my whole life. Okay. And I remember like talking to like trying to talk to my parents about it and then like especially like my mom. Like I've watched I think my dad has also like struggles with anxiety and depression cuz he drinks a lot. Okay. And that's just something like I don't think that like I want like he'll drink to have fun and stuff, but also right. like I see him getting these like weird like circles and stuff. I'm like, "Oh, you're just harping on something that really you shouldn't be harping." And we always talk and stuff. Um and I think I carry that a lot too. Where it's like uh, when it like my big thing is like uh, death. Like that's usually what I have. Like that's what sets me off. Or like especially as we're getting older, right? A hundred percent. And it's like that's always something because like my cousin passed away. I had like a lot of like deaths in my family, and that like real like my cousin passed away, and he was like my best friend. Like we grew up together. We had the same tattoos. It was a huge deal. And sorry about that. It's right. It took like two years, and I still like my fiance talks about all the time. She's like, I still think you deal with it daily. Yeah. About stuff like that. How do you cope with your anxiety? Like, what do you when you're having anxious moments like what do you do to cope i call my fiance okay uh she's your support system yeah or i usually smoke or i'll just like um just do a lot of breathing or i'll just talk i'll just be like self-talk yeah yeah yeah. the breathing exercise yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i i feel all that stuff's really helpful oh absolutely and like so at what point would you say like did did getting into comedy have anything to do with anxiety and depression um i don't think it or had... did it like like has it ever affected you on stage because um, you're like fearless i don't yeah, ever yeah. you know like it's not like i oh. look at you and like he's you know oh i'm i'm an absolute wreck every time before really I go most of the time yeah, yeah i just have i'm anxious but the second i get on stage it's like it's all goes away okay um i feel like i'm kind of the same way i think you have to be because there's a i think that reminds me that i care about it I think the second one, I'm like, I got all of this. It's like, but I think we confuse that feeling because we don't have a almost a, a name for it as yes. like positive anxiety. Yes, because excitement. Yeah, yeah. There's excitement. You can turn it into positive energy, and it's always like for me, it's like that's always gonna be there. It's what right. you do with it. Well, it's also pressure because you want to do well. Not yeah. that you're like you don't think you're prepared. It's like okay. I know I can do this. I just want to do it, yeah, you know, yeah. and do it well. And a lot of that for me is like, I always think of, <laughs> this is fucked up. I always think anytime it's like really bad and I get really like, start to like really in my head. Cause it's always, it's always me. It's always yeah. myself that really like starts to like put that self doubt. I always, I'm always thinking it's like, well, this all ends. So fuck it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yes. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah it doesn't. That's matter. what I, I like put up a tweet the other day. I was like, any, like nothing really matters and nobody really cares. Yeah. Like people, you know, especially a lot. It's so crazy. I'm sure you hear a lot about it too. People in this, the comedy community walk around. They're like, this person hates me. This person doesn't like me. I have haters. It's like, no one gives a fuck about you. No one's thinking about you. Just be you funny. know, it, like, just well, not even funny. that, but like, just like, exactly. Just focus on yourself. Focus on Don't worry funny. about what other people 100%. think about you. 100%. But like, you know, I think, I think that some people just like in life don't get it. It's no. almost like they don't figure it out, Mm-mm. you know? So did you ever take like pharma? You didn't take pharmaceuticals for it. Never. And, and I took like, um, I took, Oxycodone, oxycodone, oh. oxy. I took oxys when I got my wisdom teeth removed. Those are intense. A hundred percent. I remember the doctor was just like, and he gave me the prescription before I got my uh, surgery. He was just like, he's like, I'm gonna give you these. That way you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know, you can just go straight home. You guys, you'll just be set. Did I'm you like, like them? Right, sweet. I took, my mom looked at the prescription, was like, what the fuck? Because I had her... I had her insurance, but I also was working at a casino, so I had like really fucking good insurance. And I remember they, they like gave them to you practically for free. They like paid you to a hundred percent. They gave them to me, and then like I remember my mom was like, "What the fuck?" She was like, 
I was I was like, she was like, these are amazing. I'm like, what yeah. do you mean? She's like, these are fucking, these are dope. Yeah. And I'm like, what? She was like, literally. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, I was like, uh, I was like, it says take one. She goes, yeah, take two. Yeah. And then I took two, and I just remember being on the couch and then just melting into the couch and just remember remembering everything's like not that we're perfect. glorifying oxys but no. these are what they give you literally for people who are about to die a hundred percent and also in major surgery but they're very highly addictive oh a hundred percent i was just like oh these are i was like oh my god i get it now yeah. i was like i get why people are addicted to these and then uh my bottle went missing uh no i'm just kidding uh <sighs> mom was like you can get you can get these for like $30 yeah. a pop. No, um, yeah, for real. I was like, that's literally what I was thinking, but I didn't want to like, you know, incriminate your mom. I wouldn't anything. be surprised. Hilarious. Uh, you know, she was like, you went through the bottle. I was like, really? She was but like, those yeah. aren't us- used for like depression. No, um, nothing for depression. I've always just like tried to white knuckle it. Yeah. Um, talking a lot, when especially with other people, because it's also like a lot of it is you're not going through this alone we're right. all going through it yeah so it's like talking to people really helps and like being out like i remember just sometimes i just like want to just be in my living room yeah for the rest of like because my couch is comfy I got like you know netflix a weighted blanket i got weed. ice cream and shit weed <laughs> um a weighted blanket i love it so dope um they but, say it helps with sleep oh it really probably. does yeah it so does um hmm. It's like having a big cat on top of you. I might have to invest in one. You should. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think they got one for like 25 bucks at Target. Uh, it's dope. Okay. Um, but yeah, that helps. Being out and having, f- just talking to friends. Man, I went to a concert and I was just like, oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, I'm so here. like finding things that you enjoy doing. Yeah, stand up especially, man. Obviously. Stand up, even when I have a bad set. I don't get sad or depressed in yeah. like a like oh I'm not funny kind of way. Right. It's like a, oh it gives me more ex- excitement to work on it to right. do. Failing never gets me sad or depressed. Me either. Um, it, it did in the beginning because yeah. I didn't realize like how good it was for me. Mm-hmm. But like now it's like anytime I'm failing, I never see it like that. I'm like oh shit I got behind you know I got up. Mm-hmm. You know it made me stronger. I'm yeah, in yeah. the gym. Yeah yeah. So. As long as you're making the steps forward, that's very important. There's people who like, it's, it's, it's interesting you see people, not delusional, that's not aware. Self-awareness. Uh, self-awareness. That's my thing. I I literally had this conversation the other day. Like, there are a lot of people in the community, and I'm a young, I feel like I can't even comment. Like, I'm the kind of person, I can't comment on certain issues because I'm not gay, mm-hmm. I'm not black, so like, here's not my opinion. But I haven't been in the community for very long. But there is this certain people with the lack of self-awareness and i'm like you have to have self-awareness as a comic mm-hmm. like you have to ha- you have to have awareness you know 100 and observe like so it is you do see a lot of that and yeah. i am curious because the door guys have a whole nother perspective because you see things from like the outside yeah. yeah 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 looking in i don't always comment but i always like joke and i have comment and like mexicans we talk a lot of shit and I'm oh Love I come it. from a family of busting balls. Like yeah. you you're in the room with me and my cousins, like it's like, yo, I'm the fifth funniest person Love in it. my family. And it's when it comes to shit talking, ooh, ah man, I got aunts, I got uncles, I so got So like every every uh and, gathering is a roast. Oh my god. Like it, we, like <laughs> that's why it's like I feel impenetrable because it's like anything anyone says to me, it's like that's not like that doesn't that's beat nothing. It's nothing. come to Christmas. Yeah, that didn't compare <laughs> to what my mom said to me fucking April 26, yeah. 19 fucking 95. Right. Well, you know what I mean? My seventh birthday right. or whatever. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, we see a different thing. We, you know, cause we check IDs, you know what I mean? We watch, we watch a lot. We see who's there. We see who makes moves. And it's not that like what they deserve and stuff, but it's like this idea of like 
it's interesting. People like I'll talk and I'll say things and it's like I'm a really nice guy and I feel like I've earned everything that I've gotten. A thousand. And there's something interesting about like when I comment on something people will like especially younger guys or younger comics will be like, oh, okay. Sometimes they'll take what I'm saying seriously. Sometimes it's just bullshit. I'm also proven wrong. But there's a weird respect when it's like a door guy is commenting on something, especially if they're like a cool person and they're funny. That's the big thing is if you're funny, people respect you. Right. Especially when this, this is something my dad always talked about. My dad is so proud of me. Not about like the accomplishments or anything like that. Yeah. Even Al, he even said he was like all the accomplishments, like people you open up for TV, all that's great. He was like, the thing that I love and I'm most proud of is when I come to the store and other comics shake my hand and yeah. tell me that you have a great son and you're you turned out to be a good person and your son's funny. Yeah. He was like that means so much to me more than anything. He was like. Because he's a big thing of preaching of like, what do you want? Do you want respect or do you want like fame? Right. Do you want to be well known and stuff? Because we see comics that are famous, well known, but they don't have any respect from other comics. Right. There's a difference. There is a difference. Some people just get into this for the fame. Yeah. And there's no, and there are people who are in this who are famous but don't have the respect within the community, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, well then, you know, well that's if that's what you're for, yeah. then I guess run with that. People like, and then there are some really talented people who are really very much respected in the community who you may never ever pop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or eventually it happens. Like you look at like Bill Burr, he was killing obscurity for years, and he was so funny. You know, he wrote on the Chappelle Show when it first came out. That wasn't even like his people. It's so funny people don't forget he was in such great fucking sketches too. But he was also a writer on that. He was also like just on the road, just destroying, and people just weren't paying attention. And then now he's fucking insanely, I mean, but we've everyone always knew it was going to happen. But it's also like he's respected. Yeah. There's an interesting thing of like comics putting aside what they are, so humor is the funniest thing. Like, when, like there's certain things that I look at like, big politics things or like crazy things that I look at. It's like, all right, what am I, am I more comic on this or am I more Mexican? Right. You know what I mean? Or like my more American. It's, I always try to be more comic than anything. Yeah. Like I watched the, the church thing that was going on and everyone was commenting on these, on the bill. And it's like, whatever right. your opinion on is fine, but it was just so many not funny things. Right. Being said. Exactly. Know? And I That's saw how I look at life now too, mm-hmm. is like, where, like, where's the humor in this? Mm-hmm. Like, above anything else Mm -hmm. so it's like it is an interesting but then i don't some people don't figure that out it's like all personal or offended or whatever and it's like let the art one of one of my favorite things to do is watch comics become comics yeah like i'm watching one comic right now and uh she's trans and she's like my favorite comic to watch wait say your name Oh, uh, Robin Blake. Well, Love she's her. still, yeah, she's still, you know, she's still deciding. And like, yeah. I watch her roast battle. She is one of my favorites to watch roast battle. I think right now. Robin Blake is brilliant. She's, I think she's, uh, she's got she's something special such, right now. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she, yeah, I'm gonna get her on. Very. Is funny. that the is that the proper pronoun? Uh, we talked about it last night. She was like, "I'm still you know, figuring it out." We and need to get, I respect we'll just that. Get Robin Blake. I on. yeah, I respect that so much. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> they want to be. <laughs> so bad at this shit it's so funny we were i mean uh me and robin were talking about this too uh last night too which is cracking jokes about it and it's like that's interesting robin even said um she's like i feel weird making jokes about it because you know she was like it's such a sensitive thing right now it's very interesting to see how like 
things that you are and things you struggle with, even as a new minority, it's like coming out of your own mouth. People get really weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, her yeah. perspective is so interesting oh. and so needed and necessary oh, because absolutely. it's like no one has you have a unique point of view and you're fucking hilarious. Yes. And you and you you can relate to like both genders, which is mm-hmm. so unique. And well, especially cool. watching Robin roast. Oh, Ooh, so good. Seeing how she handles rebuttals and comebacks. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what she does in a few yeah. years crush or he does he never yeah Uh, whatever robin wants to be we're here for it and we support it um that's cool i love i like seeing comics support other comics mm -hmm. because there is uh such the thing about the competition thing that i kind of learned early because there is such a competitive i think unnecessary i mean the only person you should be in competition with is your less funny self from the day before you know what i mean but main <laughs> but you, loud yeah, that was my like su- su- southern right, nice. baptist uh, coming out but um but like i think people get so caught up in what other people were doing and like who, what they're what opportunities they're not getting 100%. and it's like dude look at the opportunities you are getting and like don't worry like i learned to not worry about what other you fucking people are doing you can't because what i'm doing is dope and uh-huh. i need to focus on like what i'm doing but also the way you, know? you look at things the way you speak perceive things that are people are doing you're like oh man and then you know a few months later or whatever you hear like the story behind it or the yeah. other person that or was what there, actually happened or what actually happened because there's always three sides to 100%, every situation <laughs> 100%. i love yeah i mean like of course because with anything with social media you can't get away with shit because like you know there's what you put out there and then there's what like actually happened and people do talk you 100%. know what i mean all you can do is control what you do mm-hmm. on stage and if you beg and beg and you get that opportunity and you do uh, you're never taking it from anyone else because yeah. you can always be seen too early. You can never be seen too late. Right. So it's like if you get that opportunity and you don't like succeed or not, don't execute. That's you. You're put. You're, you're just putting more time. It's hurting you more than anything. Well, that's what. It, well, that that's what it is. Is like some people think this is a rat race, and Mm-mm. it's like no, this is a marathon. You know what I mean? Like this is like your own personal <laughs> marathon. Yeah. And like. And I, that's, I've had comics like hit me up and they're like, why aren't you in this? And I'm like, dude, why the fuck are you worried about what I'm in and what I'm not? I'm not worried about that. You don't it'll, need to bring yeah. it to my attention it'll and good happen. for whatever everyone else got because they fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally think for me, it's just like, I take what I get and mm-hmm. everything happens for me at the right time. Yeah. And I think, I think, I don't know. I really like, I learned from you guys. You know, like the good comics, I think we learn from the newer ones. We look mm. at what the comics we think are great and are succeeding and we see what they're doing mm-hmm. as far as like not material, but like as far as like you look at the how steps. they behave you look at the steps. and how they act mm-hmm. out in the community and show respect and everything. Because yeah. there is like a, 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 you know, a way about it. There I think, is. Right? There is a way. And that's the funniest thing is like people ask me like, how do you get in the store? How do you do this? It's like, it's like be cool be just chill don't Uh, call the don't call the police don't call the fire (laughs) don't call the fire marshal uh just be chill it's like be funny when the opportunity arises and that's really all you gotta be yeah people like trip and stuff it's like yo if the more time you're focused on other shit the less time you're focused on your shit yeah there's gonna be a time where you do get that audition you do get that jfl thing you do get that fucking up next thing you do get that whatever the fuck and then you're on stage and then you're following people that 
have not been worrying about yeah. what that other person's doing. They've only been sharpening their swords. And you've earned it. Yeah. And there's no self-doubt. And that's the thing that I think if you're a good com like comedy will give you that validation mm-hmm. when when you deserve it. Yeah. And and it won't end a second any sooner. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you see those people And then it'll humble you when you yep. need it as well cuz like You'll have like one of those shows in weeks where it's like shows multiple in a row. You're like, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself on yeah. stage. But then you'll have that one thing and you're like, oh, fuck, I need to, Ooh. I need to hold back a little bit. Yeah, you you know? see it too. And man, there's nothing, ah, dude, there's nothing tougher than like, cause I'll, I'll go, sometimes I'll watch the JFL showcases or I'll watch people to do it. Cause I just like watching, I know what that pressure is like. I know what it's yeah. like to be under the gun. You know what I mean? Like that roast battle, those three weeks, that was the most insane three weeks of writing Did you just of get everything. Back? Or wait, what? no, the roast battle, the, roast the show. On the TV yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So it's like when you're doing a TV thing, or you're doing a. How do you a deal festival? with that pressure and that anxiety? Because you're battling yourself. Okay. And that's just that was uh, you know. Do you smoke? Did you for, smoke? for roast battle tapings? I smoked five hours before, so okay. by the time I was doing it, I was a little high. I do the same thing. Yeah, it's very for important. like shows and stuff, yes, like yes. big shows. I'm big like, okay, shows? Yeah, yeah, unless yeah. it's like a small shows where you're having fun. You're like, all right, cool. This is cool. honestly gonna, though, like I was high for Ontario with Felipe. It's you different because like, Felipe smokes. It depends on who you're with, really. It really depends True. on who you're with. Because like the audience, exactly. You're so right. Because if that audience isn't like that, yeah. then there's no reason for if, you to be. Yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're on a taping for right. a TV show and you're you there fucking pro. ripped, yeah, and the audience is just Midwesterners, it's like oh, okay, that's not the audience for them. That's a Vegas audience. Yeah, uh-huh, it's, I was not high for the Vegas factory. Yeah, because you're like okay, this is different. I have to be, but it, on you, their level, if you're in the Bay Area and it's fucking 4:20 weekend, it's like oh okay, you know who your audience is yeah all right so the point i was making was sorry um, for interrupting no, not at all not at all not at all we're stoned uh <laughs> the humble thing you're very right yeah you do get humbled because there's no even work. like n- even like the most successful comics Absolutely. still bomb a hundred percent but there's nothing scarier than watching someone on like a showcase and seeing the person go up and smash and then the person right after either have that moment of like fuck yeah I know what to do. I'm going to keep this energy going. I can't wait. Okay. And then that person being like. <sighs> they eat a dick. No, but you see that self-doubt start yeah. to creep in. And I think a lot of that is. It's 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 the it's the battle of yourself. It's like if you work hard and you know that you're ready. It's like you have that moment of like, oh, can I follow this? It's like, fuck, yeah, I can. Yeah. And then there's other people who are like, oh, maybe I can't. And that's they when choke. it's like, yeah, this is the joke. And I think roast battle helps with that a lot. I want to. I have. I'm gonna. I want to battle someone in 2020. It's I already so much, know who I want to do it. It's to. uh. It's a whole different high. Yeah. Getting a laugh on making fun of someone is dope. Is like I've gotten to do a lot of cool shit. Yeah. The past for few making years fun of people for making fun of people. Nothing compares to when you're just in the belly room and you hit someone with something like he good looks like, or whatever the fuck. And like, there's that moment of everyone just kind of looking at him pausing and then it registers and then everyone gets it at the same time and then just starts laughing yeah that's like the old school you know what i mean like we're yeah. just talking shit like on the playground yeah when man. everyone circled around oh yeah that's brilliant. that she used to give me anxiety there was kids in high school who were so much better than me they were just oh my god i would get made fun of and i just be like ah i didn't know what to do do you think those kids right now are looking at you like man like- uh i've run into there's Two kids that I've like, one of them I haven't seen, but other there's three total uh, that are like I fucking looked up to in high school. Okay, and then I've met two of them. They come see me do stand up, and it's kind of like so we. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, because they were so funny, and I think if they did it, they'd be great too. But they're still very funny naturally. They still make me laugh. But it's just it's just the two 
separate things of like you if know, you could roast either of them now would you oh absolutely but what we're, would you, we're what so would, friends oh you guys are yeah homies? we're so friends okay. we're cool as fuck and they came and they're like dude like one of them was like dude i'm so fucking proud of you and he was like I, he was just like i don't want to be like a fanboy but like i'm a, I'm really really he's, stoked he's and i'm like ah dude i was like it was just such a cool turn your bullies into fanboys he, yeah, he wasn't a bully but he was just someone I, like i Not looked bully, up to but, like, but i was yeah. yeah and uh it was a cool feeling man he's getting married now so i'm real stoked for him that's what's up um i don't think anyone any bullies i've had exes reach out to me which is a great feeling because you're climbing the ladder of success and they're like oh man maybe know. did you were these exes that you left or no it was like one of them was just because i had to move the other one was again because i it was just a bad role we just, okay. we just both were in the wrong place and she's like they all have like kids and they have husbands and it's like i look at that and it's like oh i have no ill will because i yeah. shouldn't and it's like they, i could never give them that okay i would be gone on the weekends they do it like i could ne- they wanted something that i could not give them and it just worked out in the end you know what I mean? Because they yeah. have happy husbands that all kind of look like me. And- uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do they? No, they don't. That's just That's funny to me. That's so uh, funny. Um, but they're just cool dudes. I'm, they're all and, named Frank, yeah, too. Yeah, they're all named Frank. Uh, not as funny as me. Uh, no. Uh, but they, never. You know, this was like, I, I could never have a kid right now. Who wants that? Nah, my fiance doesn't want a kid either. Like we, God could, bless you her. You see what we? She wants to have her own practice. You know that's like the most expensive slash most like harmful thing you can do to the yeah, earth. Let's get a puppy. Is reproduce. Yeah. Like you want to be good to the earth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, get a puppy. I eventually want to have kids, you know. But I know if I have a kid, I want to be a dad. You know yeah. I mean? Like I want to straight up be a dad. Like I want. The fucking minivan. I want the soccer shit. I want the Capri. You're Suns. gonna raise little roast battlers, dude. Uh, my kids. Well, my I have siblings, and I love them to death. How many siblings? Do I you have, have three total. I have two sisters and a little brother, and my sister uh, Ace uh, Asadet is her name, and my little brother Maceo and Melina. Uh, Ace and Maceo are the funniest fucking kids really? I've ever met. Well, cause yeah, my mom, you know, obviously they, yeah, my mom, they're like, uh, who would you say the funniest aside nine? from you is the funniest person in your family? Oh, funniest person, my whole family, mom and dad side. Yeah. Or give <sighs> me one from each one from each. Uh, that's top man. I really think my mom and my dad are yeah. really, really funny. They're fucking hysterical. Yeah. My mom's crazy That would make sense because they made you. Yeah. But it's also, I, they, I, like, if I ever make millions, I'm going to have to give them 10%. At each. least. Uh, yeah. My dad's still hysterical. He sends me shit. He'll text me stuff. And, like, he's just a funny guy. I mean, you see all the stuff on yeah. our Instagram. He's just a I, funny dude. Yeah. He's so funny. He's just a funny. And my mom's like, oh, this is the thing. So, like, my mom asked my fiance legitimately. She was like, when do you think we'll be doing psychology on artificial intelligence? Okay. And my fiance just looked at me and she was just like, help me. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, you- Does your mom smoke? Yeah, it's not. That is a very stoner question because I'm also curious. She does occasionally. It's very rare, but like she'd also just be like, "Don't tell people that." When was the first time you? How old were you first? When I first smoked weed, first time I ever smoked weed. Yeah. Oh, I was actually a really interesting story. Uh, I almost went to jail. Uh, For weed? I would have. So what happened was, it was me, my cousin, and my friend. I was like. Junior, sophomore, junior in high school, maybe, and it was a New Year's party. One of his friends that were older had rented a hotel room. Okay, right. So we all go to the hotel room, and it's older kids. They're all drinking and stuff. And I had my sweatshirt, and I take it off, and I put it on in one of the bedrooms. We're just hanging out, chilling. 
And I look outside and I see cops, right? So I go to my cousin, I'm like, hey, there's cops downstairs. And I tell everyone, I'm like, hey, there's cops, you know, just chill out, whatever. Some people just panic. So they just run out of the room downstairs. Cops are there for a whole different party. They see the guys run. The guys run back upstairs and you hear people start to flush stuff. Yeah. And then the cops come in, break up the party. They're like, hey, how old's everybody? Mm. The first few people are like, they're checking everyone's IDs and they're like, all right, everyone just get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? So they start kicking everybody out and um, I'm like, all right, I get my jacket. My friend's like, I'll get it for you. So he goes and grabs my jacket and he comes out and it's balled up uh, and he's got it under his arm. And I go to reach for it and he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. So then we start to walk out and we walk past the cops and we go into the car and he goes, hey, man, I feel like something's in your jacket because it wasn't where you put it down and I found it under the bed rolled up. Okay. So me and my cousin and him are like, oh, shit. So we get my jacket. We open it up, and it is a bag full of weed. Amazing. Like at least an ounce of weed. Yeah. It was a lot of weed. Enough weed that if they had caught me, I would have been yeah, so fucked. much trouble. I'd have been right. fucked. You know what I mean? Like, Because this is back in the day. Back in the day, I'm fucking 16, fucking Mexican, you know, in yeah. a party I don't need to be in. In like, Northern California. Huge problem. Everyone's white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember we're at my house and I'm just like, we're just like staring at this bag of weed. I'm like, what do we do with it? My cousin looks at me and he goes, we smoke. Yeah. The only thing you can. Yeah, and I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, we're going to smoke. You got to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, he fucking makes a bong out of a seven up pipe. No, no, no. It was a toilet roll and, and, uh, tinfoil. Okay. Uh, and then we just fucking, we're just smoking weed. And then I got a bowl of Reese's puff cereal. And I remember we're just sitting on the couch and I'm fucking dying. Right. And then uh, we watched Half Baked, and we watched, uh, like, all of the Chappelle show reruns, and then we watched Killing Him Softly. And I I think that was the first time I ever watched Killing Him Softly, was I was just fucking baked out of my mind. And I just remember, like, just laughing hysterically into my bowl of cereal. (laughs) And my cousin was just staring at me, and he was like, you're high as fuck right now, aren't you? I was like, yeah. And it was great. And then the next day, my cousin's friend called him and was like, uh, you still got you know, he's like where's your jacket and my yeah. cousin was just like fuck your friend and fuck you the, man yeah he was like my cousin could have went to jail yeah, he fuck was like that. yeah he was like this is he, a consolation prize 100 percent. he was like if you got a problem he's like you know where i live yeah and uh, he just hung out and my cousin was like my favorite i was like oh damn he's fucking tight yeah, yeah he yeah. covered for you oh yeah and we just he sold it but we ended up just getting high as shit for like yeah it was great and ever since then you're like i love weed yeah that was pretty much uh yeah yeah, yeah. and then i smoked a little bit and then it wasn't until like that it started to become legal and then I was like I moved out and was like, Oh, I can like spend money on weed and that's okay. kinda just I wouldn't go really go out and do anything. Like I would go out and like I wasn't really a big drinker. Actually I was. Uh and <laughs> like uh but I liked buying nice weed. Okay. Yeah. You like the finer things. I love the finer things. I'll spend really good money on top shelf weed. I, I support that. I'm about yeah, that life. Yeah. I mean we're like a car. We, you know, it's like putting gas and, you know, oh, 100%. You know, or like food rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had so many people, especially after Rose Battle, that was the thing is like, I didn't like go crazy on like clothes and stuff, but I did buy a lot of, I remember I, someone like sent me like, just like a fucking, at least two ounces of weed. And I was just walking around with just bags of it. And I was just rolling joints and my friends were like, all my friends were like, Frank went crazy. <laughs> Frank went insane. I was just walking around with weed just like, yeah, I'm the king of the weed. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, listen, you're amazing. I am such a fan of yours. Oh, you're dope. Thank you. 
I uh, every time I come to the store, I enjoy seeing your face. Oh, thank and you. Um, yeah, I can't wait to like just continue watching all you do. And thanks for coming on. No, thank you. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Uh, thanks, not Dad. That my, yeah, I no, know. you are. You are kind of. I do look at you as like a like an, an even though I think you're younger than me, like an older brother. And yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I do look at you like that. So I'm I'm the same way. I see a lot of people that it's like um, I find really funny and that I really rock with. And you know, it's like I've got so many cousins and sisters. It's just like I'm just a big family guy. You know yeah. That's I mean? so always. Uh, I think. Um, was it high tide rises all ships you know i think we're all in this together yeah if you're not funny then i don't fuck with you no yeah. i'm just kidding no, for real. <laughs> i seriously i've been like marie condoing my Hilarious. people in my life i'm like are you funny do you spark me joy you don't so, so um funny. but yeah tell people where they can fo- follow you on. uh frank c comedy on twitter i don't do much of that uh frank castillo on instagram do a lot of that yeah. i do a lot of that um, and the stories are hilarious yeah so definitely follow him there i i don't know when this is going to come out so i wouldn't waste the time on dates but um yeah thank you so much always i got a big date coming up june 15th i'm getting married oh wait yeah frank's getting so hopefully we'll have this out before you get married we definitely will <laughs> but like uh there are no tickets being sold for that so don't show up don't even uh don't bother him you That's know so funny we might my fiance wants to do something here she wants to see about doing like a like a late show in the main not like a show but like a late thing in the main that would be insane yeah, I was like, that's a great idea, but also like a insane idea because it's like if we, if that would we be played, amazing. it would be great, but it's also like that could go so wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you know, everyone would show up and it would just be, or no it, one would show up. No, 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 everyone would, and I think that that you would have the opposite problem. You oh. would ha- you'd have to be turning people away. Oh, that's so, so hysterical. Just like just like you know your future in like comedy, yeah, people yeah. are gonna be lining out the door ah so. you're the best but yeah uh thank you to our sponsors at top tree and this has been another episode of chronic relief follow me at wolfie memes at wolfie comedy and uh yeah that's it